We'll be talking sports. It's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mickey Zizzy podcast. You know, in a way, it does feel weird when an episode reminds me of like the ever-closing age gap between myself and 30. But, you know, here we are. Episodes 20 seven of season four and we are ready to dive into the cfp and nfl news lines there is a lot of them and uh there might be some anger there might be some heated discussions i don't know what side everybody's on but uh we're, we're gonna see what's going on but first of course this podcast is brought to you by pinnacle supplementation make sure you reach your pinnacle check out pinnaclesup.com for all of your fitness and wellness needs, supplements, vitamins, merchandise, you know the deal. Use that Mickey Zizzy discount code. Also, check out G3 on YouTube and follow our man Grant Anderson. You already know this guy is the pickup court globe trotter, secret sauce shooter, smucker, smack talker, the OBL extraordinaire. I mean, it is the 1v1 basketballer, Mickey Hines. We are here. We are back. There's a lot to talk about. Take the floor. What's up, buddy? Yes, we are back, and the CFP is whack. FSU got gypped. The SSC must have tipped. Manifesting a five-seed fantasy championship. My style so fresh, kids say I got drip. I'm coming like crazy, super hot fire. After this episode, I'll even leave you a little bit wiser. Me thinking about the Bears will make the playoffs might call me an outcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Let's go. We back, baby. Honestly, for a second, I thought it was going to be it was going to be like a retirement line in there. I was like, oh, stop. No, no. Here we go. Um, we're all excited. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about all the events that we do here on the podcast to shout out those fans and then be talking about football, 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 because we're getting near the end. I mean, college football is at the end. It's bowl season. We're gone bowling. But first. Like always, your Mark Mason person of the week. Who you got? Mark Mason person of the week for me this week is going to a family member. Uh, Mark Monroe, one of my uh, favorite cousins growing up. Uh, I was in Ohio this past weekend. I was there for his wedding. So he was getting uh, married to his sweetheart, Abby, who I was meeting for the first time. She is very, very nice. It was super nice. Uh Quaint little wedding, nice little venue, um, great reception. You know me, I'm on a dance floor. I'd be busting loose. It's what I do. Um, but it was it was a great time, man. And on top of that, it was more of like a more of a family wedding. So just getting ready, getting uh, to see all of like my aunts and uncles that I haven't seen in so many years, a bunch of cousins that I hadn't seen in a long time. Honestly, we were talking, Mark and I were talking about it and it was like, I think it's been like seven years or so since we had seen each other in person. And it was like, holy crap, man. Like you, you just, you never really expect that, but super good to see everybody. And everything was just, it was a good weekend. Um, aside from that, it allowed me to go to Miami for a little bit as well. So we, we are never, never upset about those opportunities, but shout out Mark Monroe and uh, hoping uh, for a very happy marriage. All right, all right. We love love. We love love here on the podcast. Everybody loves Shout it. out, Mark. Congratulations on being a married man. Husbandhood is awesome. Uh, my Mark Mason person of the week is going to be Max Griffith. He's a co-worker. And recently on Fridays, the Williamsburg teachers have been getting together, and we've been balling it up. Uh, it's part of our mental health plan that us uh, getting better in our physical and mental lives by playing a little basketball in the morning. Um, it's great. It's great. Oh, and watches sometimes and you know heckles us but that's all fun but griffith is a baller dude he's a straight up like baller he's every guy you want on your pickup team uh he's awesome to play with awesome dude does great work in the classroom as well he also had his championship for this like league he plays in so he comes to us to like you know get a little practice in against us uh not so good basketball uh teachers but huge shout out to him hopefully he wins i think it's tonight um but he shout out to him we love playing ball on fridays it's like a thing we have like eight teachers dude we're playing four before you almost have five v five where we can run full court oh it's electric dude dude i'm gonna have to move up there and like we're gonna have to find one more person we'll be the five v five we're there we're there i'll That's get you a job come on down I'm just no i'm just i mean hey shout him out gotta love the baller i mean hey 
1v1 Grant Anderson territory? Are we talking about it? <laughs> he, he, he could dabble. He could dabble. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, shout out. I mean, I don't know what it is with everybody up there and, like, getting championships and all that, but apparently it's just a thing in the water. First we got you, now we talk about him, whatever. It is. I mean, come on now. Oh, yeah, it's all super fun. Uh, so huge shout out to him. But let's move on to why the people are here. Let's talk about the college football playoff rankings and i feel like the final four um who's gonna be playing for the national title or a chance to play for the national title i think we are on the same page because last episode we kind of digested to see how it all could work we set our scenarios and here we are michigan first washington two texas three and alabama four do you want to begin or do you want me to go off go ahead for all those people that have been talking and saying all this, that Alabama deserves it. That is blasphemous. That is bull hockey. All right. I am darn upset. I'm trying to keep my voice down because the kids asleep upstairs. You hear me? A team that goes undefeated. They did everything right. They beat every team. They beat a Heisman. They beat a Heisman. And they don't get in just because their quarterback isn't in. Are you kidding me? So this is a quarterback league now. This is a court all based on the quarterback. Oh, the best team. Alabama barely beats their teams. We've seen they barely beat Auburn, right? Georgia, granted, they kind of beat them a little bit better. They almost lost to USF earlier in the year. What this shows me is that games do not matter. It matters if you're in the SEC or not. That's why teams are trying to move in, which is insanely awful, and I hate it. You go undefeated. You should have the right year in a Power 5 conference. You should have the right to go. And... Hear me out. I bet you if Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime was on FSU, oh, they're going 100%. Moneymaker, all this and that, without a doubt. The thing I hate is no, – that's a different take, yeah. It's not the best team because they don't have their starting quarterback. Okay, yes, but do you think the coach is not going to game plan for that? Oh, they went and beat the 15 team. Louisville, I think, right? They went and beat them. Fine. Their defense is nasty. Their defense holds them. The defense held the Heisman to one of the least points he scored in the entire year. Yeah, because that defense is going to do wonders. Granted, it's against Michigan. If Michigan doesn't have an explosive offense, I think FSU's defense is, you know, close to what Iowa was. They could do the same damage, and they still got receivers on the outside. We've seen backup quarterbacks go and make plays and make history. And the college football committee was selfish by putting Alabama in, and I am dang mad for your Seminoles. I am Matt. I mean, I'm a Seminole fan, right? And I think that for to be undefeated, to be in a Power Five conference, I mean, they set the schedule. We just play it. They set the schedule. The NCAA sets the schedule, the ACC, whatever else. And it's not like we're a terrible conference. I understand that the talent might not be as high as some of the other Power Five conferences, but it's a Power Five conference. We beat some of the good teams. We beat Virginia Tech. We beat Clemson. We beat Duke. I mean, there's teams that we played against. I mean, we beat Louisville. Do we need? I mean, it was a that's a top ten team at the end of the year. I mean, I just I don't I don't understand it from that perspective because when we're talking about from a selection committee, I mean, it's a team sport, right? You're basically now telling me that you favor one position over the entire team. Um, and that is quarterback. I understand that, yes, that our team doesn't look as appealing when you don't have your star quarterback. I understand that he's a Heisman candidate. I understand what it brings to the table. Would I feel good about us winning in the playoff? Not necessarily because, the yeah, our defense could hold teams down. You'll get a chance to play with anybody, but our offense would most likely struggle to score. I will admit that, and I understand that people can see that from the eye test, but you can't take it away from the rest of the team. You just can't take it away. Um, I, I, I will stand by that. However, I will disagree with your point on Alabama. Alabama's got to go over Texas. Texas it's goes. Alabama. I know Texas beat Alabama. That's but, your, you can't go but against Alabama. Alabama. But Alabama is the SEC champion, and that is the best conference in football. Wrong. I would I would say that. Statistically, um, it is wrong because once those other schools went against other schools, they went seven and nine. Twelve was seven well, and. Two. I mean, hey, I mean, yeah, SEC and that's not wrong statistically too. But I'm just saying, like the collective talent, just on eye test, that's what people always are going to say or believe, right? 
That's what people are always going to say and believe. They barely but, beat Auburn. They were the Milrow miracle away from not even being in contention. They had one great play. Don't get me wrong. That is one great play that solely got them in, in my opinion. Because they lose Auburn there. Okay, but I'm still saying I'm but I'm still saying, like, at least look at the rest of the the other three, right? They're they're all their conference champions and they're all undefeated. I mean, your top two conference champion undefeateds. And then you get your SEC champion in Alabama, who I have been sitting here and saying has is the hottest team in college football. Yes, they had some close wins as well. But as far as like the like the eye test and who looks the scariest and how they're winning games, I have been saying that was Alabama for the last few teams. I said that Georgia didn't want to see them in the SEC championship. So for me, I personally would have put them over Texas anyway, even though Texas beat them earlier in the season. That don't that was, make sense. Was, I, it doesn't make sense in in the they're fact that team, they beat you straight up. And they have the same record. Yes, but that, yes, 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 but that is also where before, like me as the person watching them develop through the season, that was a completely different game plan. It don't matter but, if it's a different I mean, game. I mean, Texas would then game plan and go to play them differently now. I mean, hey, we might get to see that opportunity. I'm just saying that would be. But, I mean, regardless, the point of the matter, the point of the whole entire matter is FSU has got to be in there. Whatever team you choose to drop, that's up for debate. But FSU has to be in there as an undefeated Power Five champion. That's that's just the moral of the story. I, I mean, we can talk about the Alabama versus Texas game. That's up for that's up for opinion, and I understand the biggest argument that you're going to have is well, then games wouldn't matter. They beat you straight up. I mean, yeah, that's tiebreaker. It's the same thing in the NFL with playoff picture. I mean, I, I get it. That's what it comes down to. I just think at this point in time, Alabama okay. would riddle me this. Crap out of Texas. Okay, if J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for Michigan, if he's out, does according to their logic now, they should not be in the playoff. You should put Georgia in. Okay? According to the quarterback system, if Milrow got hurt in that championship, they're not in. Right? So they better stay true to this because I still think it's insane that we are solely choosing people like teams to go in solely off quarterback. And that means coaching is no longer a thing. Like, no, we don't have the best quarterback anymore. Sorry, you're not going to go. Right? No, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the insanity of FSU not being in the game. You're choosing a – you're valuing a position over a player. You're not value, – you're value, valuing a position over coaching. And it's a – once again, it's the same conversation that we have across the – the state of football you know like in the nfl we're talking about how i mean if you want to ask me i think tyree kill as an individual has to be the mvp this season but they're gonna but everyone's gonna say it's a quarterback award i mean to me it just doesn't make sense sometimes so we'll get into that because i bet you're gonna bring that team up because i agree with that take but yank you know i'll get off the whole angry train for a little bit i think i've said my piece but the last thing is, is I want to be really eat my words if Georgia blows out FSU, right? But if SFU, if Florida State wins. I hope we be. Oh, I, I hope we be. I am the biggest Seminole fan, all right? And it's crazy because like we're supposed to be like rivals on this podcast. But <laughs> I don't care. I'm going with what I truly believe in. If they beat Georgia, oh my goodness, you are not going to want to talk to me. I'm going to oh, have the biggest. No, no, they're not. Nobody on here is going to hear the end of it about how FSU isn't in the playoff if they beat Georgia. And I hope it happens. And on the flip side, if Alabama beats Michigan, oh snap! I know everyone's going to become chirping at me. All right, I'm going to be ready for it. But if Michigan blows out Bama like 31 to seven, oh my goodness, I'm going to let it hear it too. If Michigan pulls a run 36 straight times on Alabama. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Great. There's a lot of scenarios where uh, after the bowl, the bowl games, where either I'm going to get chirped at or I'm going to be chirping. Either way, chirping is going to have it called Twitter. All right. That's what I, honestly, this I'm hoping Bama and FSU win so I can, I can say both points are right. Let's go. You just want Texas out, which I would have been even more mad on this. Well, hey, I also still got a prediction on the line. Bama for the chip. Bama for the chip. My SEU is not – or UCS, USC. Wow, words are hard today. It's totally completely out. So that take might be the worst take of the year. But (laughs) – um, and I'll be all insane to talk about. That's a dinner conversation for sure or with the boys and whatnot. But let's move on over to the NFL, Mr. Zizzy. Just saying, though, the first three, I'm sa- I mean, I know for me it would have been 
Texas out, and for you it would have been Bam out, but the other two are just no brainers. You oh, know what you yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, come I on. mean, Penix was a uh, Heisman candidate. You can't. I only bring that up because you were just making an argument of like <laughs> you're going off eye test. You put Georgia over Michigan. For what? That was just I your guess. argument. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right test, yeah, completely. You go Georgia over Michigan, but they lost, et cetera. Um, but yeah. Anything else about it? No, no, no. We're good. Gotcha. So let's move on to the NFL. We're gonna recap three teams based on we're getting oh wait. Psych. Let's talk about beat the podcast, NFL pick <laughs> Get a quick update before we jump into the NFL we anyway. We talked to you before how we're going to update the fans before, but here's your update. Yank, we have a front runner. We have a follow the leader. We have someone who is gunning. I'm mad yeah. at him right now, but yeah. Zachary Greenwald, and he ain't playing no greeny, no green. All right, people are kind of dropping here and there. It's a hard season. It is hard to choose picks every single week, and Zach Greenwald is balling. He is peaking at the right time. With uh, he's in first and second is Haley. Haley's hanging around. She's trying to mess around to become an All American or even go win the whole thing. And then four games behind is yourself and Brock Black. Brock's been flirting with the top three. Um, and right. five behind is myself and Mason Davis, both former All Americans and former champion. So, so like everyone's playing follow the leader to uh, Greeny, and we're all trying to fight for an All American. There's one, two, three, four, five people fighting for the last two spots. If he keeps on cooking, but it's only three from Haley and four. Like if he has one bad week and we all cook, like that's dangerous because there is four weeks and a lot can happen. Talk to me. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, first off, this past week was a tough one. And for him to come out and keep it going, I mean, that was big time on Zach Greenwald's part. I mean, snaps, snaps, very well played. But I mean, the hosts are up there. There's some big names, some pass all American. I mean, I like the competition. The competition is fierce. Yes. Yeah, competition is fierce, whether you're there a newcomer or not. But I mean, there's people in the mix. We've only got a few weeks left. We got I'm seven people going for the final done. three. I feel like last year at this time we only had like four. Like, oh, this guy might slide. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we got five plus that are looking at sneaking into an all American spot. Now, the big question that I have, because this is kind of new predicament for the Making City podcast. What happens if the regular season ends and we have too many people in the all? Do we go into the playoffs? Playoffs. We go into the playoffs and we predict the playoffs. And then at that point, if we keep on choosing the same, et cetera, we'll get to the Super Bowl and then we'll have to have to do a pickums there. We'll do a coin flip and then whoever, greeny, no greeny, and whoever calls the correct greeny, no greeny, um, that person will get to choose their Super Bowl winner. The other person has to go. Oh my goodness. So that is how it's going to go What's down that? if we get to that. That's like in our official rule book. Um, so we'll, we got to announce the playoffs. Right. Hopefully they, we have some differing opinions because we'll do all the games, all the matchups and playoffs. And then once you drop out of the top three, boom, you're booted. You're to number four, et cetera. But that's how we solve ties. Great point. Hey, absolutely. Got to let the people know what's going on. But it is getting hot and heavy here in the, in the NFL Beat Podcast pickups. It is our race, but also what is hot is the fantasy football podcast. We're in the playoffs. Now, Yank, there is some conversation. The rumor mill was that we only had a four-team playoff, and we're not no cutthroat league. Last year, the seventh seed made it to the title game to go against you. Was it Chandler or was it Mason? It was – I think it was Mason because Mason beat me. Mason because Chandler beat me. Yep, and Chandler Sims was the champion two years ago. But he was the seventh seed, and he went to the title game. So I feel like it's only fair to get Aiden. You don't let the 10, 12 seeds in, so that's what we concluded, correct? Yeah, no, I, I believe it was just a, an error in the setup for it this year, but we are in a cutthroat league. I only play in a, in one or two of them, so it is what it is. But, but give people a shot, and I, I'm so hurt. Nine seed at six and eight, off the hizzy zizzy. Yank, pretty much your season is over. You're planning for the winner of the consolation bracket. Give me a quick recap. What happened to the squad? Honestly, I was proud of the effort they gave because we started out just so poor, uh, just down. To, I mean, you start out with the first week of the season, high score of the league where everybody's talking, we're all excited type things. And then, uh, yeah, the the wheels fell off the wagon. I think we got to two and five or one and five at one point. And then the comeback train. We rode the comeback train. I got excited. Felt like there was a couple leagues this past week where it was winning in and uh, – Shout out Greeny on that as well. 
but just just a lot of pain, a lot of loss. And uh, you know, we're not we're not gonna repeat. There will not be another uh another beat the podcast or well fan of Mickey Zizzy podcast fantasy football championship. Where is um, that flag, by the way? It is uh sitting over it's over on the shelf over there. Yeah, it's on the shelf. Yeah. Um no, I, I can hear I can hear the pain in your voice. You really cared for your team. Uh you had struggles in both leagues that we were in together. Um, I guess it's one of those years which you totally hate. You hate to see because you did score a lot of points. Um, let's, 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 let's bring up the thing. I'm a five seed. All right? I talked about it at the beginning uh, when yeah. I introduced the show. Five seed uh, going against good buddy Nate Creeps, big Hawkeye fan, go Hawks. And you sent it to other Texas week, you know, shook the hands. Yeah. All right, your enemy now. Your enemy number one. Get after it. Um, other matchups in the league, which I'm I'm confident. But here's the thing, Yank. Justin Herbert out for the year. And he has I know it's a big it's a big blow right as playoff start it's a huge blow so that's gonna hurt me Etienne's kind of injury prone I had to pick up AJ Dillon do some things for Aaron Jones he's kind of on the injury so injury what are we thinking what are we thinking as a replacement that's a good thing right now it's Baker Mayfield and I don't know if I really like that I, I might have to let Bate cook like that'll be insane um, I, I got to do a whole lot of more work before Sunday uh, and Saturday. So it's going to be a big two days for me trying to identify what quarterback I want to lead me to the playoffs. Like, this is the dude for the rest of the year. Like, this is the dude who might bring me a ship. And you know what, Yank? I won't say it yet. I won't say it yet. All right. Well, I, I, anyway. I don't know what you're thinking. We haven't discussed it off air yet, you know, I'm just saying. But, like, um, anyway, I, I, got a, I got a different league with a similar issue, and right now it's – it's all, it might be Sam Howell season, guys. It might be Sam Howell season. I just I just don't know. Um, otherwise, uh Haley Hines is the leader of the regular season, 10 and 4. She is it's crazy because she has like the least amount of points all against her, so that kind of helps out. Stephen Ruiz did sneak in at seven and seven. Aaron Helpern is the two seed against Zach Novick. And then Hunter Wright plays Riley Bell at the three six. So those are kind of your matchups. Um, I'm on Haley's side, so we will not meet each other in the championship if we win out, which kind of stinks. We'll see each other in the next round to go to the ship, which will be insane. Um, but we're like I said, we got, we got, hit the brakes. Like these are all the possibilities. Why are you excited about football? Hit the brakes, Mickey. We're getting excited. I have a lot of work to do as GM. Uh, a lot of big baller moves we got to make, but uh, you know, big time players make big time plays and big time moments, and the playoffs ain't no bigger. Um, otherwise. Now let's get to the NFL. (laughs) I mean, hey, all we're saying is not only are we excited to watch what's going on in the NFL, but there's big implications on the line. So, like, that's why I get stressed out even more watching football. Like, everyone's like, why are you watching this game? Like, I was watching the Dolphins game for you, dude. Granted, I had to have Waddle kind of ball, but I was like, is Tyreek Hill really going to come back? Like, I keep track of other people's Dude, dude, that... Oh! (laughs) Anyway... No fantasy talk. I'm getting too excited. I'm my feathers are ruffled. Um, but let's get to it. What team do you want to talk about first in the NFL from the past two weeks? Ah, really? I'm just let, let's talk about our fins, right? Let's talk about the the roller coaster ride. Let's talk about the highs. Let's talk about the lows. The highs. A couple of weeks ago, we're talking about Washington, right? 45-15. I mean, absolute lightning of an offense. Tyreek Hill's unstoppable. He's well on his way to 2,000 yards, and nobody's going to catch him. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic thing. You you got Mostert scoring touchdowns out the wazoo. Now the I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. But I mean, just everything's going perfect. You got hard knocks going on. Yes, we got the injury to uh, to Phillips, but I mean, he, he, we moved past that. We we got where Melvin Ingram's coming in now. I mean. We got some things that we're trying to do, and I love where our defense is heading. And you think it's all fine and dandy, and then you play the Tennessee Titans. And um, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I went to bed. I was that confident. I was that confident. I had a drive very early in the morning. I went to bed, and I woke up and saw the score and chose not to watch a highlight. I chose to rewatch the entire game. And when I tell you I've never been more mad, Mickey Hines, I've never been more mad. 14 points with three minutes remaining, 767-0 and in NFL history. It had never been done before in the right to lose in regulation. 
It had never been done before, but of course it happens to my dolphins and not just the dolphins, the, the dolphins that are nine and three, the dolphins that are leading the AFC East that look like a Super Bowl contender that I've been saying are going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, it's a meltdown of all meltdowns. And then I don't, I don't even like the vibe of the team afterwards. Um, we got them trying to brush it off at the press conference. We got players only meetings. I'm worried. I'm worried. That's all I got to say. You know, from a fan, like, that does sound like it's, like, hurtful because obviously they're still one of the best teams in the league, Yank. Tyreek Hill should be MVP. You saw when he came back into the game, he had two long rounds on a bum leg, ankle, whatever it was. He made the difference. He got a text from his wife saying, get in the game. You're a dog or whatever. I was like, obviously there's dogs in there. And I'm like, that's awesome. The Dolphins are fun. Tyreek Hill should be MVP because statistically it showed, right? They were losing to the Titans. It was going bad. They couldn't move the ball. Tyreek Hill gets in and boom, right? That is called valuable. That is called needing him, right? Now, get to your point. Titans are trying to fight for a playoff spot. I really don't know what they're fighting for, but Will Levis is trying to get a job. No, that's the point. They're not. And that's the thing. Like Derrick Henry isn't having this outstanding year, but he looks great. Will Levis trying to earn a spot. So, I mean, there's more people just playing for the jobs on the Tennessee Titans. And Dolphins, I think, just kind of hit the brakes, which obviously they can't do. I think when they play good teams, they're going to be fine. I know the whole statistic is that the Dolphins not a win over 500 against – or a team with over a 500. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it might be now. Um, I think they're going to be fine. Obviously, the defense is taking some hits. But I think if you just got to be optimistic and hopefully they go ball out this week and kind of get, get the pants back into it. Get everyone riled up again I'm just saying, I, I agree. I mean, the players only meeting. I mean, some people are taking it negatively. I think it's a positive thing. You're just like, hey, focus up, refocus. Let's realize how good we are and let's play our game. But we lose to the Jets and Zach Wilson. Oh, you're gonna, it's it's meltdown season. You're going to hear me be pissed off. That's all I'm saying. So we, um, if you guys want to know who I'm picking this week, Miami. <laughs> Shocker there. Um, anything else about your Dolphins? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I mean, just it's a it, it's one game. You make you make mistakes. It's the NFL. Anything any given Sunday. We we say it all the time, but uh that was atrocious. Atrocious. But you know, uh the vibe is a little bit different here in Chicago land in Iowa as a Bears fan. I've got to wear my Bears gear two weeks in a row for victory Monday slash Tuesday. Damn, duh. Yank. The Bears are going to make the playoffs. Stop. Here is the here is the route. The Vikings have to lose three of their next four games. They play the Bengals, who are hot right now. They play the Lions twice, and I'm pretty sure they play Green Bay. I like those odds. They also need to win out. We got Cleveland, Atlanta. Arizona and Green Bay. That's all winnable. That's all winnable. I'm licking my chops. We need the Rams and the Seahawks both to lose one. I think one. Yeah, they both need to lose one. And boom, the Bears are in. I'm about to make it my whiteboard. Like X off each thing that we need. The scenario. Yeah, the scenario. I'm going to start scribbling all in. Like check, check. If we beat Cleveland, Minnesota, Seattle, and uh, the Rams lose. Oh my goodness, you're not going to want to be listening to this podcast because I'm going to be on cloud nine because of this guy, because of this team. Now let's talk about that team. All right. Just feels last game, 233 for one touchdown, 58 on the ground and one touchdown. Like, that's great. And your team went and beat a potential one seed Detroit Lions. And the defense, Montrez Sweat has making the boys been working. Jaquan Brisker had 17 tackles or 13 tackles. Like, that's great. He's coming alive. We're getting turnovers, Yank. We hadn't done that in September. We're getting turnovers. They're acting like the monsters of the midway. The defense is setting up for offense for success. And, oh, my goodness, DJ got us falling in love again because DJ Moore is on fire. He is the guy that we needed. It's the first time we've had a 1,000-yard receiver since, like, Alshon Jeffrey back in 2018. That's exciting. The run game, eh, like I said, I've never been huge on Khalil Herbert. Maybe we go get uh, Cornum from Michigan. Uh, that would be pretty cool. But, anyway, Yank. If you're a Bears fan, you're optimistic. You get the first-round draft pick because the Panthers are going to lose out. They're going to – yeah, they're just going to give us the first-round draft pick, right, because of the trade last year. And we might make playoffs. If we make playoffs, buy me a T-shirt. Like, let's go. 
Um, so I'm I'm happy over here. I'm optimistic. Uh, that's kind of my Bears recap. Like, let's go. See, I mean, I would love to see it. I would admit that one for the hype, obviously. Um, but two, just for the fact that like. I don't want to see them go and try and draft a quarterback. I think that they should stick with fields. I think that um, they should uh, then use that draft pick to either go get the Marvin Harrison or go get, or you take that pick and then you trade and you get a bunch of other picks and out of it, like something. That's what I think that the bears should do, but I want, I want to see them win. So they believe in Justin Fields and, and choose that route. Do I believe they're going to beat the Cleveland Browns? It's honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a sleeper. It's a trap game, I think, for Cleveland. I'll say that. Um, do I think that everything's going to happen in the scenario for them to make the playoffs? No, uh, I will. I, I can't say that they're going to be a playoff team. But I'm here for the hype because I'm here for this right here. Just you nodding like this, looking at me, makes me just. Uh, Come on, Chicago, get after it. But no, DJ Moore is playing like the offensive player of the year type of caliber player that we were talking about um, in the beginning of the year. And that's showing up. That's been big time. The defense with Montez Sweat. I mean, I guess maybe they should have paid him this much money. I don't know. The man has been a kind of rejuvenated player. I'm not as mad about it looking at it now. Um, but they're they're causing turnovers. And like I said, what what an upset. What a big time. Like, a step into my house, a step into my house, step into my chamber, Detroit. And we will show you what's going on. But that was a big time statement from Chicago. And yeah, I mean, one of the better games from Justin Fields all around. That's the kind of dominant play, uh, controlled, no turnovers on the ground. If Chicago has no turnovers, it's great because Justin Fields knows how to slide. He knows not to how to get hit. He's getting the ball out quick. He gets out the ball out quick to a cool commit stick route or an out route or to the running back. That's winning success. Keep it up. Get rid of from the screen. Cole commit. I don't want to hear that name right now, but whatever. Um, no, it's been great um, here at Bearland, but anything else for that? I, I totally agree with you. Well, besides the part you don't think they're going to make it, but hey, start crossing it off. <laughs> no, uh, I'm all good on that one. All righty. What's the next team you want to talk about? Honestly, it wasn't even necessarily a single team. It was a division, right? Are we going to talk about the AFC South? And the fact that there's three teams that are six and seven that are tied for the division lead that are going to go. We're possibly going to have a division leader, a division winner, host a playoff game and be under 500. It's just it's something to watch down the line. I love the teams that are involved, especially because of our preseason division rankings and debates. Um, are your Tampa Bay Bucks going to surprise and shock the world with Baker at the helm? Are the Saints going to pull it out? Is Derek Carr going to keep continuing fighting with his uh, offensive lineman in the middle of plays? I don't, I mean, are the Falcons, is, is Arthur Smith and Bijan going to figure it out? Is Desmond Ritter really an NFL quarterback? I mean, I, I don't know. It's pretty, it's just an insane division in a lot of different ways that it could go. I think that it's really fun to talk about. But just, I mean, like, seriously, here we go again with the non-above 500. I think it was the the NFC East because they had that lease, and that was the year the Commanders made it and almost beat the Bucs the Super Bowl year back in 2020. that's what I'm saying. And it's just like, it's setting up for something funky. It's setting up for something funky. You know, and obviously I'm going to keep on believing in that pick that the Bucs are going to be the uh, division champ. Uh, They do have Green Bay. Like, that is a must win because it's a winnable game. Um, they do go to Green Bay, which is kind of scary. Um, they do go there, but then they're at home against the Jags, who Trevor Lawrence is playing slash kind of hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, that's yeah, tough man. I mean, tough. I mean, coming back from a high ankle sprain just like that, and yeah. immediately trying to play on. It. I mean, exactly. They, they, and then the Saints and the Panthers, like they have three winnable games. Like I want to say, maybe the Packers and the Jags, he split. Um, so like if they have to win out, obviously, because they're if they do that, they're in. Like that's the awesome part. You go ten to seven, hallelujah, you're in the playoffs. I still think they can believe it based on their schedule. Um, but it is going to get crazy down there in the South, um, NFC South. I think last year was AFC South. Now it's the NFC South. It's just like making turns around who's gonna have the under five hundred, uh, divisional champ that goes to the playoffs and hosts that playoff game. Um, and the Bucks really want to host one. I mean, 
that'd be very cool to have Baker go do it and kind of lead the team to the success. But also, like, the Saints, like, they're just hanging around. Derek Hart, Taysom Tatum, or not uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Taysom Hill, right? All great. Taysom Hill is the the untold superstar. I know. he's. Not, he, I started my flex in, like, three of my leagues, or two of them, so... Um, anyway, uh, to kind of finish off that, because in all reality, like just get your popcorn ready and like enjoy the right. NFC South and see who gets in. Obviously, I'm gonna be rooting my tail off for the Buccaneers. Shout out T. Yeah, and, and the Pro Bowl. NFC South, by the way. Yes, absolutely. What did I say? Oh, did I say AFC? Again? No, no, no. I, I said AFC earlier. So, oh, well, we knew what you were saying. Um, NFC South. Uh, go get it, T. Big shout out. Let's go. Get excited. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah. Happy to see what will be coming. Well, what you got? Anything else? All righty. I do got another few teams and let's, let's talk about it. We maybe. need to talk about more. And that being the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And America. as I don't think we've given them the time and day, the, time here on the podcast the listening time the audio time because everybody gives them the time everyone does but i feel like on this podcast we have i mean we've always liked Dak. i still reference our episode way back when but Dak for mvp is a serious thing he's been balling out cd lamb's been balling out the whole team's been balling out but i do think it's due to the leadership and overall play by Dak prescott i still have tyree kill one Dak prescott um, and then I'll maybe mention Brock Purdy and a lot of people would get mad at me, but like you could throw in any quarterback. They've been successful. They've been going to the playoffs, Yank, without him. And if anything, it should be Christian McCaffrey because he's broken records. He is outstanding. He is unstoppable. Okay. That's my quick MVP talk. I won't go too deep into it. Obviously we'll talk about that at a later date, but the reason why I also want to talk about the Cowboys, like they took it to the Eagles. The Eagles looked really, really bad. They have the defensive player of the year in Bland. Right, Micah Parsons is still a dog. I know he's kind of battling some injuries and whatnot. And the offense is humming. All right. Absolutely humming. Now, here's the tough thing, Yank. You're one of the best teams right now. You're considered a juggernaut, but you are about to go through the gauntlet. They just played Philly. This week they pay the Bills. The Bills are fighting for their lives. And you go to Buffalo in the cold. That is not what you want to see, right? You want to have the easier games at the end so you can kind of relax, right? Okay. Then they go to Miami. Miami's trying to fight for a one seed as well. That's a gauntlet, right? You're facing one of the best offenses in the league. And then they go play the Lions, which Lions might be fighting trying to get an uh, NFC uh, North championship at that point. And then they do play the Commanders which is good. They're probably going to sit their guys week 18. You'd have to think, right? After going through three gruesome games, physical teams, great teams, they'll probably sit them at week 18 because they would have the playoffs or they know that they're either hosting a playoff game or not, right? That's how I look at the Dallas Cowboys. Do I have faith in them? You betcha. I would love to see a San Francisco, Dallas, NFC championship, right? I'd love to see that. Because they, it's kind of a rivalry. It's been San Francisco knocking them out the past three or two years. That will be fun. And also, like I know Cowboys fans get a lot of beef. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I've been a Dak fan. I'd like to see them go be successful. We'll see what happens. Um, and I'll be all about the Cowboys. Y'all about to go through the gauntlet. So you got to hope for the best. If they win one of those games, like that's good, right? If they went now, if they went two of them, but also you don't want to waste all your magic, right? You don't want to go in, beat all three of these teams. Like, We're the best team in the world. And then you choke, right? It's kind of nice to lose one of those. Like, all right. Typically hey. what happens for them, though, we would be following the trend, you know? Exactly. So, like, it's almost a good thing to lose one so you can stay humble. Like, all right, we still got work to do, right? We're not this high-powered offense. Because you go beat these three teams, like, you're going to surpass. You're going to be the one seed somehow. And, like, San Fran will not be as talked about as much. That's just my opinion. Well, I'd agree. It is the gauntlet. Um, I wouldn't expect them to win all those games, but um, ooh, ooh, excuse me. But for real, um, definitely going to be at, at least win a couple of them. Um, if you ask me, this is the most explosive team in the NFL probably right now, other than maybe the 49ers who are starting to look fully healthy again. But I mean, Dak Prescott, 
I've been talking about like jumping off the bandwagon and saying that he's done. And even though that I was such a big fan of his for the first part of his career, it's just, I, I just felt like in the big moments and the big spots, he was letting the team and himself down. And uh, lately we just, we haven't seen that even two weeks ago, right? We're looking at the Seahawks game. No one expects the Seahawks to really be in that, but Geno Smith and the offense come out just electric shooting the ball everywhere. It's a high-scoring game, and it comes down to Dak and the offense. And, I mean, he goes out, makes the plays necessary, balls out, has a great game. Follows that up with the performance against the Eagles. I mean, 300 yards almost. It was like 271 and two touchdowns. I mean, he looks mobile in the pocket. He's making all the right reads. He's making everybody a part of the offense. It's not just CD anymore. He's got Ferguson now, the tight end. He's got Brandon Cooks, who's starting to pop off, show that he's that true number two. I mean, they they look pretty great. I mean, Tony Pollard's a great out of the backfield. Dowdle still a great backup, looking good. I mean, I I like what I see from the from the offense, especially. And then there's there's always going to be that defense. I mean, for the most part, they have kept them on top of every game just from the get-go. We'll see if that trend continues. But, I mean, I do love the Cowboys moving forward. They're a formidable team. They should be uh, battling for that NFC championship if you're so, uh, at the bare minimum, if you're asking me. But uh, – I mean, the I only mean, other bad news is like that Dallas and San Francisco did play early in the year. A lot of people forget, and they got blown out 42-10. to 10. Yep. Right. It's that kryptonite, though. That's the kryptonite. Exactly. Maybe that's the classic story of, hey, they beat us in the regular season. We're going to go beat you in the playoffs when it counts. It happens countless times in football. Yank, should happen to the Williamsburg Raiders, right? But um, they still have a lot to prove. The 49ers schedule is pretty easy besides the Ravens. They do have to go play the AFC, almost favorite. Um, but they play like Arizona. They go play the Rams, like teams where they should win. So San Francisco is going to dial it back, not have to be fully invested in a game i know it sounds uh, dumb me for to say but you know it happens right all right we're up by 21 you know as long as we're at miami dolphins uh up by 14 with three minutes okay to go. okay all right okay. too soon too okay soon. okay <laughs> yeah no i mean i mean let's be honest and it comes down to dak prescott's play has been stepped up uh to another tier uh at least for this part of the season and that has allowed us to start thinking about a little bit more than just their typical little playoff one game maybe two run and then out um it just he's taking care of the ball when you have almost 30 touchdowns to just six interceptions i mean it, it's a different type of ball game so look sure. out for the cowboys look out now what's the last team you want to talk about uh the last team that i wanted to talk about was going to be the Houston Texans, and it was more just because of uncertainty now, like up in the air, right? They were that team that was super hot. D'Amico Ryans is the new coach, brings in the uh, – he's a defensive uh, um, coach. He, they put implement a new defensive philosophy. They're playing great on that side of the ball for the most part. C.J. Shroud has been an absolute superstar of a rookie. Now he goes down with a concussion. Are they going to be able – to right the ship and keep the playoff race alive. I, I'm not 100% sure, but at the same time, I mean, even before he goes out with an injury, I mean, down 30 to six to the Jets, Zach Wilson throwing for basically 300 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it was just a complete flip the script moment, kind of a, okay, like this is still a rookie. This is still like us trying to figure stuff out. Um, and it was just, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about them a little bit more in depth, but then, I mean, with the injury and not knowing what's going to happen moving forward, I'm a little bit perplexed on what their chances are really going to be. Uh, the chances are definitely slimming down as we talk. And the thing is, their schedule is favorable. They play the Titans twice, which I know they just beat the Dolphins. So the Titans are low-key trying to squeeze on in there, especially with the Jags starting to fall a little bit due to injuries. And the Colts, I mean, they're fighting for a spot. Like, low-key, these teams are trying to fight for a divisional title. They're trying to fight for those playoffs because the playoffs are tight. Now, with that being said, is Davis Mills going to bring it to you? We've seen the story before. It's not going to happen. CJ Stroud, let's say he sits for Tennessee. All right, hopefully your backups can do it. But for right. me, it seems this is the trap game for Tennessee, right? Like they just came up beating the Dolphins. Yeah. Now everyone's going to think they can beat them without CJ. Exactly. So that can be huge for them. 
now they go play the Browns. I've not been sold on the Browns. I still won't. Yeah, they're in the playoffs right now. I my prediction is that they're not going to make it. I love Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is elite. He's trying to drink from the fountain of youth, but it's not going to happen, Yank. All right, the Browns will not make the playoffs. They're going to lose to Chicago. They're going to lose to Houston next week. They're going to be out of the playoffs. And Texas might switch spots with them. You know, uh, that'll be a pivotal game in two weeks. That's why you sit CJ, let him cook uh, at Cleveland at home. And then you're home against Tennessee. You didn't have CJ Stroud the first time. And then a win in your end scenario against Indianapolis, which that is no slouch because the Colts are sneaky. They're frisky. They're a team who can hang around and go win a football game. Now, it's favorable. They're not going to go play one of the juggernauts, Cowboys, 49ers, Ravens, Dolphins, right? They're not playing them. They're playing teams that are beatable. But it is slim based on what we've seen on the recency biased. Because before this, right, they beat the Broncos who were red hot. They beat the Jags. They beat the Cars. They beat the Bengals. I mean, oh, my goodness, they were on a tear. I know. You cannot discredit that. So if they get back to that Houston Texan team we saw before, I understand it's rookie mistakes and this team is young. They could make the playoffs. I mean, they get the Titans twice, which you could think that they could potentially win both of those. They get the Colts. I mean, it's mostly division stuff at this point. Uh, the Browns will be that big one, um, and we'll see. And I think they'll have CJ back for that. I think he's only going to miss this week, it's sounding like. But, I mean, all in all, it's just I love the story of an underdog team that nobody talked about, right? Nobody talked about Houston at all. And in one year, their entire culture seems to have changed for the better. It's it's a it's a cool thing to watch. It's insane, too, and I've been a CJ Straffer, and I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks coming out of the trap. I've been saying he should have been drafted number one. So – with that, excuse me, with that being said, happy to see the success. We like them here on the podcast. Um, anything else about the Houston Texans? Yeah, I'm good about I'm good with the Texans. Alrighty, my last team, and then we will close it out. out. Talk to us. Uh it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Browning from Browning. Uh huge win again. He comes in, beats the Jags as the backup. It ended up being the backup bowl. C.J. Beathard, shout out the Hawks versus uh, Jake Browning. Um, and that game went to overtime. It was thrilling. It was fun. And then they go beat the Colts. It was a pivotal game against Minshew. The Colts are trying to get some wins so that they can make the playoffs. And now they go play the Vikings, which the Vikings are down bad right now. They're on their third-string quarterback. They've benched Dobbs. They're going with Mullins. It's going to be all uh, changing over there. Like, the Bengals are at home. The Bengals are fighting for a chance, right? The entire AFC North was in the playoffs at one point. I think just with how that weekend ended up, they might be out. I can double-check. But they're fighting. They are clawing their way. Yes, Joey P is out, but Browning has shown life, right? He has shown life, and against a Vikings team, which I know their defense is good, right? It's winnable because the defense for uh, Cincinnati is also good. Um, now, and both games, like he's thrown for close to 300 against the Colts, 275. Now, let's look at the rest of the schedule. The Steelers, Steelers are down bad. Coach Tomlin, amazing. Mitch isn't getting it done. Maybe I need to start him a fantasy. I don't know. Um, that team is not too good, but they're also trying to fight for a chance in the playoffs. So it's going to be a tough game. But if you look at it on paper, I'm going with the Bengals. Then they play the Chiefs, which, okay, we'll drop one there. And then they play the Browns, which I said the Browns are going to make the playoffs. So if my stance stays So true, it's got to be the Bengals. It's got to be the Bengals. Um, I mean, on paper, it looks like a possibility they can make it. But Browning has to play like he's been doing. He has to play like a Walmart version of Joe Burrow. And guess what? A Walmart brand of Joe Burrow is still pretty darn good. That is a wild card team for sure. They're in, they might not be an AFC champion team, right? They might not be a second-round playoff team, but they can make the playoffs with that brand of quarterback. Browning is fitting the bill. He's been waiting for his chance. Um, he's seen success. He has a ton of experience, especially at the college level. Don't sleep on the Cincinnati Bengals. I will not sleep on Jay Browning and the Bengals because, I mean, anybody that can show me that you're going to throw for over 300 yards in one game and then follow it up with 275 and two touchdowns the next one, that's a vote of confidence for me as a fan, not only for him as a player. I mean, you got to be confident in yourself, number one, to be a professional quarterback in this league, and he seems to have that factor. Um, I mean, the, the team around him, right, It's it's – 
Joe Mixon's a solid team. It's always been a solid team. We got Joe Mixon running back. You got the receiving core of Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. We already know that they are superstars. So you go from that to a defense that has kind of been budding at the right times the last few seasons, and it seems to kind of be doing this now. I mean, they were hot, five and three. Joe Burrow gets hurt. The wind goes out of their sails. They drop three in a row. And now they've won two, and they still have a chance. And I, I'm, I'm with you. When I look at that schedule, I still see a solid possibility of them going three and one and being ten and seven and making the playoffs. I actually like that take, but it's not going to be an easy test. I'm not going to say that any of the teams that they are playing are very uh, uh, put are pushoverish. You know, um, Steelers are always going to be tough, regardless of what's going on in their camp. The Browns are going to be tough. Those are divisional games. I mean, the Vikings this weekend, I'm with you. I do like it. I really do, uh, especially when they're doing another quarterback change going to Mullins. Um, and it helps out my Bears make the playoffs take, but that's another thing. I, 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 whatever whatever flows your boat there, Mick. But at the same time, I just – I like the take on the Bengals moving forward. It's just – it's it's been a year of the quarterbacks, right? A backup quarterbacks and just – it's that in general is a story in itself. And there's been – I don't know, 40-plus starting quarterbacks this season. Yank, I was – I forgot to mention that. I'm really, really happy you brought it up. It's been a, uh, quarterback, a quarterback carousel. You can hardly name any team that has not had their backup quarterback play slash start a football game. Right? It's insane. You can – why does that happen? It, it really hasn't. And that's the thing I hate is people are always like, oh, start this new quarterback, start this new quarterback. It works maybe for, for one week, right? We've seen the Baker last year with the Rams. We've seen Dobbs this year with the Vikings. We've seen Browning, right? We see the initial like effect of it, the spark, and then it goes away, right? These guys aren't sustainable. That's why you let these guys, that's why you let Justin Fields go for another two years and then finally see, right? You give the guy five, six years, all right, cut him off. You know what I'm saying? You just can't cut these guys off. Like Zach Wilson, I think he's had ample amount of time. He's he's same draft class as Justin Fields. He's time to go. You know what I'm saying? So I hate when those quarterbacks, everyone's like, new quarterback, new quarterback. Like, no, let this guy develop. Rome wasn't built in a day. Let him be. And, like, people are just so quick now. GMs, coaches are so quick now to kick him to the curb. Right? Last year, Mariota Ritter, right, if you watch quarterback one uh, or QB, whatever. Yeah, QB. Yeah. QB. And then uh, this year, if you look at um, the whole with Zach Wilson, right? They put in the backup, which I'm drawing up like uh, Boyle, Tim Boyle. That was dumb. That didn't work out. So we see that so many times, and I honestly hate it. Like, let your guy do it. Commit to one guy for the year. That's my quick little take on this huge quarterback here. So which you are right. I think this is the most different quarterbacks we've seen. It's just been a crazy like thought I was going through, and I was like, there's only a handful of teams that really haven't had the deal with quarterback issues or drama. I mean, then there's other, there's big news again. I mean, Herbert being out now with the, with the finger for the season. I mean, that's killing the people. Backup guy's Herbert. name is stick. Yeah. Easton stick. Yep. Yep. He Tell me. He used to play for the Colts, but Colts. now, yeah. Yeah. I know he was at the Colts before, but yeah, just, I mean, who would have thought that's another name that we're going to see this weekend. I mean, it's, it has been pretty nuts and, it really has. Um, that kind of circles around our entire podcast here for this episode. Um, y'all, we talked about it a lot. We'd love to hear your takes. Love to see it all. We'd love to see who you think is going to bring home the trophy, <laughs> home the plaque. Uh, I got a lot of decisions to make. I think I'm going to have some sleepless nights. might be because the kid's waking up all the time or because of my fantasy teams. Uh, so you know where my head's at and this. Hey, I'm a, I'm, I am either – I am a Mickey – I am a Heinz family fan at this point. <laughs> this is years on the sideline. Like, like, I rooted for you last year, right? And it worked out. Yeah, right. It's part of it. It's part hey, of it. Let's go host. We stick together unless we're going against each other like our seasons. He always do. Um, but and we'll talk about that next time, all that fun stuff. Anything else – Hot take, Bears make the playoffs. Yeah, y'all already know it's been the the pit shout out Jaden Daniels for the Heisman Trophy. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. We called that. Yeah. Shout him out and called on called it here first on the podcast. We love that. We love that. But uh otherwise, I'm good. Bears make the playoffs. playoffs. I'm gonna get behind it. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey, who was Izzy? Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.